is up. Welcome to the second episode of the People on My Floor podcast, wherein we host touring bands for a night. We try and cook them dinner if time permits. We let them sleep in our beds and on our floors and on our couches. And all they have to do is submit to a podcast interview with me. Uh, It's February. It's 80 degrees outside, which is why we moved to North Carolina. Um, Even still, I think this was kind of freaky. I'm not sure it's supposed to be this warm, but there's not a cloud in the sky. And I was outside all day yesterday, basketball and 5Ks and bike rides and everything. Uh, But last night, Emily and I had the tremendous pleasure of going to the Cat's Cradle in Carborough where Mary Lattimore, the ex-Philadelphian, was playing. Mary's a solo harpist, um, harp player, harper, I don't know. Uh, and, um, she's amazing. Uh, it was one of those shows where you, people in the crowd were genuinely moved and you could hear a pin drop, uh, which isn't always the case at small rock clubs, but she, uh, she brought it and it was fantastic. Um, so Mary stayed with us and, uh, we chatted before she headed up to her show in DC at the 930 club. She's currently on tour with Parquet Courts. But last night was just one of her um, solo shows. I guess Parquet Courts had the night off, Um, which will date this podcast, and you'll see how long it takes me to get these things up. Um, So stick around after our talk, and I'll play a song of Mary's. Um, But in the meantime, enjoy the people on my floor with the harpist, Mary Lattimore. Okay. Well, I'm going to put my phone into airplane mode. Okay, me too. Good call, because Emily's probably going to text me, because um, she's jealous that I'm home. <laughs> um, okay, People on My Floor, episode two. We're here with Mary Lattimore. Hi. From, uh, well, from Asheville-ish, mm-hmm. by way of Philly, by way of, now you're a straight-up nomad. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Um, we'll get into that in a minute. Um <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Welcome to North Carolina. We just woke up. Mary crashed at our house last night. I love this house. Thank it's an amazing you. house. Thank you. Um, and it should be noted that, you know, this podcast is about the people who sleep on the floor, the right. bands who come through. Yeah. But, you know, Mary, being a solo band of one, um, got the bed all to herself last night. <laughs> so, all right. You are uh, one of the more or the preeminent harpist <laughs> in, in a certain scene. I'll take it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so ex- ex- tell me why and how. Like, how'd you get into the harp? I mean, it's not a guitar or a piano. Like, mm-hmm. that's a pretty fucking specific <laughs> instrument. So Yeah, you know, my mom is a professional harpist. And um, so I grew up around it. You know, she has a lot of harp friends, harpist friends, and she's um, the leader of a harp ensemble in Asheville, and she's been the... Um, the harpist with the Asheville Symphony for years and years since she was 25 or something like that. So, um, you know, I grew up with just hearing her practice a lot and play and going to orchestra concerts and things like that. So I didn't, it wasn't really my choice to start playing the harp. <laughs> you so, know? It, so it was something that you 
were not, I don't want to say forced into, mm-hmm. but like you didn't naturally gravitate towards right. it. Right. I didn't gravitate to it. I, was, I wasn't like, Mom, when can I learn how to play that giant thing? Right. You know, but uh, I started off playing piano when I was five. And then it came time like mom really wanted a daughter to play the harp, you know. So she uh, she got me lessons in Charlotte, North Carolina. And um, so we would drive about an hour and a half every week to less these lessons and did that all through high school and stuff. So, yeah, it was fun. It's, you know, the better you get at something, the more you feel like it's your own. So, right. the, you know, I didn't like it at first, but that was just like learning how to hold your arm up, you know, right. learning how to point your fingers down, like all like the minutia mm-hmm. of like learning how to, the technique of playing it. Um, Which is probably, I mean, knowing not, absolutely nothing about the harp, mm-hmm. it's a technique heavy instrument. It is. Like it it's really not a guitar is. where you could just bash away. Right. There's like schools of, of technique, you know, the French schools, the Grangini schools, the one that I learned, which is like very specific. You know, you have to hold up your elbow, wrist in, you know, not too much um, flailing around. Right. <laughs> you know, lots of graceful, controlled movements, which is funny because, you know, my my teacher in college, I went to music conservatory in Rochester, New York, and my teacher in college was the um, a student of that man, Marcel Grangini, and so, you know, I learned it was a really serious studying that I had to do for, with that technique, but now I'm just like bashing around. My arms are flailing around. You know? like, no, I feel like, like last I, night you were whacking I, it with I your know, ring and I stuff. I know, I totally f- have like sort of strayed from that, but I mean, I still know that I feel like a lot of the technique is basically um, so that you don't injure yourself too, you know, like you... Like harp elbow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like tennis elbow? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's stuff like that, like where you can do all that repetitive motion without stressing out your fingers too much is it so like if if i'm assuming that it's like a a buttoned up environment the harp yeah man (laughs) like if your teacher saw you like using the delay Uh pedal and stuff would would she is she a woman yeah she is Uh would she freak out Uh uh-huh she would probably think that it was totally unacceptable right Right. (laughs) but she's also great i mean she you know in my my studio in college i was um I was one of 10 and all the other students are doing amazing things, you know, playing with orchestras across the world. And, um, so I think she always knew that I was sort of the weird one in the studio. And so she, um, you know, I think that's, I think she would probably see the trajectory that I'm on. and It would make sense to her a little bit, you know? Right. Like that's, that's Mary. Uh Yeah. So you never had any interest in, in the, traditional or uh, did you ever have any I did, yeah. in the harp scene? I like, mean, I still do. Like I play weddings and events and things and, um, the nutcracker, you know, things like that. Like, or, um, I've played with orchestras recently as a substitute, but, um, and I love, you know, just being surrounded by sound like that, all right. those instruments playing at once. It's mm-hmm. so fun. It's really fun. Um, but I think the perfectionism of, of playing that kind of music is, not really my thing, right. you know. Right. So, well, it's funny. What 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 I love about that kind of stuff is that it's something that that's so can be so foreign to you and I, you know, in the world that we kind of in the indie rock, punk mm-hmm. rock, you know, experiment. Like, yeah, it's not about um, uh, precision mm-hmm. where we come from, right? Whereas in that world, it's mm-hmm. all about precision. Yeah, and those people can really play, mm-hmm. you know. Um, which is what I what I like about making music in the South, for example, like country and you know people who grew up playing country music and that kind of stuff. Like right. music, the musicianship is a whole different level, right? 
which I'm, well, you know, so, so that, but at the same time, it is like you're, you're locked in a box. Yeah. You know, there's no kind mm-hmm. of, you know, uh, going outside it. So I, so I don't right. know. It's, do you like, do you feel like, I mean, how much of, of that kind of classical, you know, school of harp, mm-hmm. I guess, conservatory, do you kind of employ in your, in your own music? I mean, I'm definitely grateful to all that I learned there, you know, cause I learned how to make, you know, weird, weird little sounds and things, you know, like extended technique kind of stuff. And, um, also, I think I learned how to really sit down and practice, mm-hmm. you know? So when I was in conservatory, I had a practice room and I would practice you know, six hours a day sometimes if I was trying to learn something. Um, and just be, just that isolation was really cool. So I took that isolation and I sort of translated it into, you know, writing music on my own. Mm-hmm. So that, like that feeling of just like being by yourself and really focusing and like trying to translate how you're feeling into sounds you know and like even when I was practicing classical music um all that stuff has been played so many so many so many times you Mm know um but but trying to inject your own personality into something that's been done so many times is also really cool Mm -hmm. you know trying to make it your own just by like the tiniest little bit Mm -hmm. you know so how do you when it comes to making your own music how do you like take me through your songwriting process um, is it like, is it, do you just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times I'll have like a little story in my head or like a feeling I want to get out, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like when I wrote a song for my, um, I played it last night, actually, it's called Otis walks into the woods and it's about my parents' dog. They live on a farm and, um, we had a blind black lab for a long time, Otis, and he would sleep by the back door and, um, I guess my mom likes to stay up really late watching TV. And Mm -hmm. so she would let him into the utility room of the house after she, you know, on her way up to bed. And so one night she went to find him and he wasn't there anymore and he was totally blind. So he couldn't see anything. Mm -hmm. So he just walked off into the woods to pass away, which is what dogs do, I guess, you know? And so, but he was blind and I don't know, it's really sad, but you know, that's like animal instinct, I guess. But my dad went out, with the flashlight and the other dogs and like looking for him and they look for him forever, but they could never find a single trace of him. Really? And mom says, you know, she's like, he just went right up. God just picked him up and took him right up to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote a song for him, you know, like just things that are on my mind. Yeah. Um, I like writing, you know, like a melody that's kind of like a lyrical, you know, like kind of like if I were singing or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you ever, uh, do you, I mean, do you ever jam? Do you just like, do oh, you yeah. just sit and futz around? Yeah, and oh, all the time. Something yeah. hooks? Or, uh-huh, okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or like I do loops and layers and then put a melody on top of that. Okay. But then there's other times where something's in your head mm-hmm. that you're like, I got to kind of. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And do you, you don't sing ever? Um, I don't, but I have one new song where I'm singing, but it's not words. Okay. You know, but it's kind of like Julie Cruz style, like, um, you know, Twin Peaks. Yeah. Um. It's kind of like that, and I wrote it for um, my friend Richie. I don't know if you know him, Richie Records in Philly. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> he uh, he's one of my best friends, and I wrote it like I, we went to go see the Log Lady speak at the Free Library, mm-hmm. and um, the Log Lady from Twin Peaks, and she was so fascinating and like really warm, and it was a great talk. And then we found out that she'd passed away maybe like six months later or something, mm-hmm. and so 
I wrote a song for her, and um, so it kind of has like that Twin Peaksy sound with vocals. But I have never sung in front of anybody before, and I feel like I'm not confident enough. <laughs> it's terrifying. Well, <laughs> something I, something I actually was gonna wanted to bring up specifically. And this is probably, you know, if you're afraid of singing. One thing that I loved, and so, um, so Mary last night played at the uh, Cat's Cradle in Carborough, um, which will, by the time I publish this, will be weeks, weeks ago. <laughs> um, but last night, uh, the way you played, I, I what I really found kind of engaging was how you have your head to the back. Uh-huh. So to illustrate it for people who are listening, the harp is, imagine it, parallel to the front of the stage, the lip of the stage, and Mary's sitting at the harp, but but her head is on the left side of the harp. And so it kind of, it, it, you're not, wa- you are watching what's happening, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you're not really, you know, you're, you're, it, it makes the music that much more kind of engrossing and engaging and enveloping. And I don't know if that's a... No, that's cool. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, is that a is that an intentional thing? Or I'm you just terrified. afraid of, you're afraid of the crowd? <laughs> I'm afraid of the crowd. Well, I don't know. I like the crowd. I mean, Not afraid. Like, that's, that's Yeah, but I like to, you know, I get distracted if I if I see people talking or if I think like, oh, they're, um, you know, are they having a good time? Blah, blah, blah. So I like to have my own little station over there, you know, yeah. like on the other side. Which is um, which? Which is another thing I was wondering last night. So you're on tour right now with Parquet Courts, mm-hmm. um, you know, big indie rock band from Brooklyn, um, and they're a guitar band. Yeah, you know. Um, so when and you're still a relatively unknown entity mm-hmm. uh, in your own right it, w- within the music business. I've, you're very successful. <laughs> I mean, you. <laughs> Mary's played with, I mean, Beck, right? Um, yeah, Beck produced the record that I played on with Thurston. Thurston Moore. Um, you did an Arcade Fire. I played with them, yeah. Yeah, so like, but, you know, in the in the, in the the larger world, you're kind of just getting your start, and I feel like mm-hmm. you're having a somewhat of a breakthrough year. Yeah. Um, but when people show up to see Parquet Courts, mm-hmm. they don't know who Mary Lattimore is. What, are, they, are they receptive? Are they... Because you're playing huge rooms now. Yeah. They're 930 Club. I mean, this, um, where was uh, Atlanta? Variety? It was Terminal West. Okay. So, like, these are just yeah. not tiny clubs. Right, right, right. So, how, like, how do people kind of react when, you know, obviously last night you could hear a pin drop because they mm-hmm. were there to see you. Yeah, yeah. Um, But when you're the opener, you know, I right. mean. Right. Well, I've noticed, I mean, like, so Florida was kind of loud, chatty. Mm-hmm. But I loved it. Um, like, Union Transfer we played, and it was really quiet. It all depends, I guess, but uh, a lot of times uh, there's like, you know, the front, the people in the front are pretty into it, you know, and then it's like people at the bar in the back are right. chatty, right? you know, so, and I've got, I mean, I feel like people have been really, rec- it's, I've met a lot of people who are like new to my music on this tour it's been great. I've sold a lot of merch. New meaning they discovered you that night, or yeah, they saw that, you opening and they checked you out, and then they came to the um, discover me that night. I think. Yeah. But it's like a lot of younger people, you know, which is really cool. And um, I don't know. I feel like recently I've been making a lot of people cry in a good way, which is really amazing. I, I think that's the ultimate compliment. Is like if if someone says I was crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so nice. I love. Well, it. and that's and that's kind of the. One of the best, I mean, it's what, what I enjoy most about, you know, 
kind of more ambient stuff is is you 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 can so much more re- it's more easily make it whatever you want to make it mm-hmm. you know um whereas if i'm up there singing about some girl that broke my heart right. it's very specifically about some girl that broke my heart it yeah. could be about some girl that broke your heart but it's about a girl <laughs> and a heartbreak uh-huh. you know whereas with the kind of stuff that you do or or you know uh it's 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 very much you can kind of graft it onto your own life which yeah. which i think is amazing and 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 if people kind of just allow that to happen and mm-hmm. you know because because there i'm sure there is a barrier of like yeah you know there's a there's a harpist that doesn't sing right for a lot of people totally you know? i know i know and people are used to joanna newsome you know she right. has a whole thing but also amazingly like amazing is that a lot of people say that they've never seen one in person before or like people at the venues are like wow we've never We've never had a harp in here before. The sound guy's like never, never worked with a harpist before. So. Do you mic it or is there a direct out? There's pickups, okay. four pickups in there. Okay. So, yeah. So does it like blow sound guy's minds or uh-huh. is it? Sometimes. Well, the feedback issue is intense right. sometimes. And um, is the thing hollow? Uh, hollow? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, You're learning a lot about harps, I'm learning huh? a lot about <laughs> Well, it's, it's funny because it, it like it kind of works in several levels. Like you walk in and you see this giant thing on stage, yeah. which most people, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen one in person, may have never oh, seen well. before. <laughs> I'm sure I have. No, I've seen you play before. Um, uh, and then you start playing and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. that's that's cool. That's what it sounds like. That's what's... But then you start kind of manipulating and doing the delay and kind of doing very non-traditional stuff. So it's kind of like it works its way down the <laughs> trail of, you know, and, and by the end, it's like, oh, you know, it's become this whole new thing. That's mm-hmm. um, So what the other thing I was thinking last night is how, I mean, I guess, how would you categorize your music? I mean, it's not it's experimental. I guess I would say experimental or ambient or yeah, it's because I've heard people call it experimental and 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 what interests me or kind of makes me smile at that mm-hmm. notion is, I mean the harp is one of the oldest instruments of mankind. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. So it's kind of the least experimental thing <laughs> ever. Yeah. You could argue that like playing the harp is the most traditional right. thing, you, you know, other than singing. <laughs> Or percussion uh-huh. of some kind, um, <laughs> so you know, because because you're 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 playing around with the with the delay pedal and and kind of looping everything, which which is really cool and and it is you know it is it is experimental, but at the same time it's like this balance of yeah you know very traditional music. So mm-hmm. um, right, that's up. a good point. So historically, you were. Not historically, but recently, ever since I've known you, mm-hmm. you've been more of a studio, mm-hmm. you know, playing on records. Yeah. You got a grant? Yes. Tell me about that. Um, in Philly, there's this foundation called the Pew Charitable Trust, the, mm-hmm. the Pew Foundation. I remember it from all the uh, PBS commercials when, oh, I was, yeah. when I was a kid. <laughs> well, it's the Pew Center for the Arts, or the Pew Found. Oh, what is it called? The Pew Center for... Foundation for the Arts, something like that. Anyway, um, they offer 12 um, fellowships every year to, you know, poets, writers, musicians, visual artists, um, choreographers, playwrights. And that's very Philly-centric. Like, you have to live in Philly to get one. And so my year, it was $60,000. Now they've bumped it up to $75,000. Wow. Which is really amazing. So you get it spread out over two or three years. Um and 
during that time, they give you all the support. Like, you know, you, you can meet with a financial planner or, you know, there's like um, nice dinners that you go to with all the fellows and hang out and get to know them and things. Was it something that you had to apply for or did it just come out they of the blue? They secretly nominate you. Okay. So you just got uh, a, an email I, one day. Uh-huh. That I've been nominated. And so then I had to write some essays and send in some samples and then you wait for six months, like painfully, <laughs> you know, like this could change my life, you know? Yeah. Cause you were um, working at the record store. At the I time. was working so many jobs. I was working at union transfer, selling pretzels. I was working at a record store. I was working as a real estate assistant. Um, just doing whatever to a realtor. Yeah. Whatever babysitting. Yeah. yeah. Just like cobbling things together. And so, um, I got the email or I got the phone call that I had received it. And that was like, you know, the greatest moment of my life. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and then, yeah, then I used the money to um, to go on a road trip. I I quit some of those jobs, of course. And um, so I, wait a minute. So you <laughs> so you have to be so hold on. Just to set the scene, uh-huh. you have to be a Philadelphia resident. Yeah. So you immediately left Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I had to get out of there. You know, it was winter, and so I was like, hmm. Um, I was like, what? I want to make something out of this. I don't want to just spend it at the bar or whatever. Right. You know, I want to make something. Which you can. Yeah. Right? They just give uh-huh. you... They do. Yeah. No strings attached. If if, if Jack Daniels is your muse, yeah. go... Uh-huh. You don't... Do you, are you on the hook to produce something? What? Uh, no. Like, do you... Not at all. It's just, here's... Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. But usually, you know, people that get it are, like, driven. People that want to just... Of course. Of course. Yeah. Marshall Allen got it, you know. Yeah. Center Orchestra. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if he got it a few years before I did. Okay. Really cool. So it's you know people of all ages get it. So all right, so you went on this trip. Uh huh. I um yeah, I decided that I wanted to make a record on as a road trip kind of record, and so I um I got a few Airbnbs and I made these stops, and I stopped in New Orleans to visit a friend, and I I went to Marfa, Texas, spent a few days there, and recorded there, and then spent I got a little mini residency in Joshua Tree. Oh no. So I spent five days there recording. And then I went, um, I got an, a beautiful Airbnb in Altadena, California, um, in the mountains near LA. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I recorded there. And so that's what my, my latest record, which came out last March, it's called At The Dam. And it came out on Ghostly International. And that's just like recordings that I made while on that trip. Did you have like a little rig with you? Yeah. Did you know how to do that before? I just use GarageBand. Yeah. You know, GarageBand, and I have a duet, the interface, mm-hmm. and laptop. That's what I did, so. Which is what we're doing here. Yeah. Um, and then, so from there, uh, so but you so you, ex- you explained to me last night, but tell me again, uh, you have, you're basically on this tour that has no end in sight. It has. Or the guess, series of tours. Right, series of tours, and they have ends, but hopefully more things will come. Yeah. You know, like I'm excited to have a home, but I'm also excited to just take every opportunity yeah. that comes along. Yeah. So, um, and and you, so when was this that you went on this trip? Uh, this was um, twenty twenty fourteen. And you've been gone since then. Twenty. No, no, no. Um, oh, this trip, I I moved away from Philly in September. Oh, okay. All yeah. Right. So that was like a set. That was like making the record, the last record. Gotcha. And then you went back, and mm-hmm. but you've been touring since September. Yeah. And this is your first time touring. Mm, no, not really. It's not f- my first time touring, but it's my first time like not having a home to come home to. Okay. 
You know, like right. I don't have an address. Right. <laughs> so I got a new driver's license because I had to to get a loan for a car. And my address is like my parents' farm in yep. Pokeville. But I don't I don't live there. Yeah. And I how, promise I don't live with my parents anymore. Hey, man, that's fine. <laughs> um, how do you like it? Is it mm-hmm. cool? It's cool. It's really fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, I love, especially this tour is like, these guys are all such good time, right. fun dudes. Are they on a bus? No, they're in a sprinter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We did a tour chasing a bus once. And oh, yeah. It's not fun. <laughs> you know, they get to wake up in front of the venue. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and so are you like, and basically you're stringing, so what's happening now is you're stringing a bunch of support mm-hmm. tours together. Yeah. And you're... You don't have an agent. Nope. You're just doing it all yourself. Yeah, you know who's helped me a lot is my friend Timmy. I don't know if you know him, but Timmy uh, Hefner. Timmy Hefner. I know. Yeah. I know. We I, we've never met, but I know. Yeah. You know. Um. Uh. And and also it, Rennie Jaffe. Right, of course. Shout out to Rennie. <laughs> um. Th- and things are just kind of falling into place. Yeah. Things, things are. are uh huh. That's yeah. fantastic. Um. Okay. So tell me now where people can find you online. I have a band camp, Mary Lattimore Harpist. L-A-T-T-I-M-O-R-E. Uh-huh. Harpist. Yep. What, um, when, what is the verb? When one harps? Is it harping? Playing I post- the harp. Okay, so I posted a photo of you, posted a photo of you on Instagram, and I said, um, what did I say? That you were harping. And I knew that was probably incorrect, <laughs> but I just thought it was funny. Um, yeah. Oh, here we go. Sunday Night Hangs with Mary and her amazing harping. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, how would, how would, that's wa- wrong. You're that's wrong. wrong, right? Yeah. That is wrong. Okay. Um, and her amazing playing of the harp. Uh huh. Exactly. Yep. Um, so, all right. So you're on, uh, on tour with Parquet Courts now. Mm-hmm. And then next is Waxahachie with Kevin Morby. Okay. Um, and then after that's real estate. Waxahachie with Kevin Morby is a three bed, it's a three band bill. Yeah. It's and a you said you're three all... solo. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, between that, I'm, I'm going on a mini tour with my, really close friend Rosalie and we're going we're playing Transpicos on Valentine's Day and then that's in Queens yeah I think that opened right as I was leaving New York Mm -hmm. and then we're playing um Marfa Joshua Tree and LA where and Houston and Austin is it that that Roadhouse (laughs) Club still or no no it's um Cobra Rock it's a shop that they're turning into like you know nice hosting a nice show there cool so my headphone thing just went out, but it looks like we still have noise here. So, <laughs> all right. Um, so, and then real estate. Yep. Jersey guys. Yep. Much love. Um, then Moog Fest. Oh, and then Mac, playing with Mac McCon. Oh, cool. That's Moog Fest is April. I think it might be May. Is May? It April? It's April. It's April. April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if, if, <laughs> if, if well, you got a place to stay. Um, Thanks. I don't know if we'll be around, but we'll leave you a key. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Um, okay, and then you're playing some shows with Mac, uh-huh. which is awesome. Yeah. How'd that come about? Just He just asked me. Um, I used to be an intern at Merge, and so that's how we got to know each other. I'm always a big Super Chunk fan and Merge fan. And so he um, he heard me play um, at this dance thing that he did the, sound, the score for. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it was last year. And uh, so... I uh, I opened for that dance performance that he was doing the score for that he wrote the score for. So 
I think he got the idea for us to play together, and I feel really lucky. Yeah. Really honored. Yeah, that dude's a, I mean. Yeah, we practiced yesterday, and it was beautiful. Awesome. And it's it's Harp and Synth. I don't mm-hmm. want to get too much away. Yep, Harp and Synth. Is that what you're doing at MoFest? Nope. I'm doing a solo set there and okay. giving some workshops. Did you just say that kids? and I didn't listen? Did nope. You, okay. Um, and that's, what, April? Yep. You're doing that with him? Then May through, um, yeah, April. Then May through July, I have a residency at the Headlands, which is outside of San Francisco. Okay. So that's just, like I'm going to write a new record there, and I'm doing a record with Meg Baird. Yeah. To, um, for Three Lobed. Sweet. Yeah. So. Was was he? He wasn't there last night. He was sick. Sorry, Corey. Sorry, Corey. I think I put him on blast. Actually, yeah. now that you I, I do, I'm a little hungover this morning, but I do remember that I put him on blast for missing the show. Um, okay, so last thing, we have our seven seemingly random questions. Mm. <clears throat> okay. Um, rapid fire. First thing that comes to mind. Oh. <laughs> uh, Winnie the Pooh or Paddington Bear? Winnie the Pooh. Okay. Uh, fireside or poolside? Poolside. Nice. Um, margarita, frozen or rocks? Frozen. Salt? Yep. Uh, what is that? Four? That's four. <laughs> um, pickups or uh, SUVs? Mm, You're a S- farm girl. SUV, mm, I don't Pickups, I guess, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, yeah. I should not, My dad I, has two of them. <laughs> I should not have. Uh, yeah. Def- I shouldn't have influenced that question. No, definitely, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, black and white or color? Color. And finally, I think this is finally, uh, free jazz or free dinner? Oh, shit. As, as Both. A, as a touring artist. Both. <laughs> Both. Free dinner <laughs> while some free jazz yeah. is playing. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. One more time with the Bandcamp. Mary Lattimore Harpist at ban- bandcamp.com. And also, you can go to Ghostly International um, to hear some stuff. It's They're also on Spotify. Nashville? Where are they at? They're in New York. They are in New York. Yeah, okay. they're like more of an electronic label, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I'm cool. fitting in there. <laughs> All right, check it out. Um, and at, at along any one of those aforementioned tours, uh, real estate, Waxahachie. Um, yeah. what, what was the other big one? There was one more big one. Uh, Mac, Moogfest. Moogfest. Or maybe the one I'm thinking of is Parquet Courts, the one that you're uh-huh. on right now. But that wraps up tonight. Yep, last show. Last show at the 930 Club, so you missed that one. But check her out. (laughs) She's amazing. She's fantastic. Thanks for having me. Go and don't talk at the bar. (laughs) All right. Thank you. And there you have it. Mary Lattimore from Philly, from North Carolina, from the highway, on tour, supporting a variety of excellent bands. I uh, can't recommend her enough. Uh, Please check it out. Check out her music, uh, her newest album, which came out uh, about a year ago, I think it was last March, at the dam. Um, please check it out. Mary Lattimore Harpist.bandcamp.com. Play a song of hers, and we'll see you next time. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs>